1: All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Mike Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back for week 14. Our picks uh, for the week, your favorite time of week, our favorite time of the week. And uh, Dylan, we're at week 14. It's hard to believe we've uh, gotten to this point in the season. Uh, and I will say, you know, we go through our picks each and every week, and there are a lot of similarities usually between ours, but... We do have several differences this week as I'm, I'm looking down our pick sheet here and so uh, considering how close we are on on the season to our, <laughs> our records uh, this may be the week that, that either gives me a huge lead or uh, puts you back in front here.
0: Yeah I think we had four games apart last week ended up splitting those so I didn't gain any ground despite gaining that <laughs> Bills game on Thanksgiving. I was feeling real confident at that point but my uh distrust in the Rams or not maybe not distrust is the right word. My uh desire for the uh my fandom to die out for this one season was ready to be there and sure enough they kept it going. So now now I know the exact chances of the Rams making the playoffs and all the different ways they can get in. But yeah, in terms of beating you in this, I think I'm more concerned about the fantasy football league <laughs> here at Clutch Points with our two buys. Yeah, we'll be sitting sitting back. I mean, we can still uh get injuries, I guess, compared to teams that actually have buys <laughs> in, yeah. in uh, the playoffs, but yeah I still would like to beat you out on these picks as well we'll see i, I did change some uh, a couple last minute to see if i could get a little bit more of an edge but most likely i just screwed myself out of one or two picks
1: <laughs> well from yours truly the clutch points fantasy football regular season champion uh, i would just like to say i hope everyone had a great thanksgiving and uh let's move on to the picks yeah. here that wasn't just a cheap <laughs> plug for my my fantasy season uh as we know uh, the playoffs uh, can be pretty frustrating sometimes uh when you mm-hmm. cause it, you know, again, that's what it's all about. So, uh, all right, speaking of the playoffs, there are some teams that are trying to get to the, the real playoffs, not the fancy playoffs. And uh, there are two of them in particular that are going to play on Thursday night, which uh, as we're recording here on Thursday night. So, as always with this game, uh, we don't spend a ton of time on it because you guys are going to be listening to this after the game's over or during the game, one of the two. Uh, the Cowboys are at the Bears. The Cowboys are three-point favorites in this one and uh dylan this is uh again it's a huge game for both teams we know Mm -hmm. that they're both trying to get to the playoffs um the bears are at home you would think that presents an advantage but the bears have an (laughs) offense that we've seen a lot this season and that does not present an advantage and that is why i'm going to go with the cowboys here uh even though i do think we're at a point now where we really don't necessarily trust the cowboys either Mm -hmm. but the, they have a much better offense they have more explosive playmakers on offense and they have a quarterback that's been a lot better than the other quarterback uh, so give me the cowboys here
0: yeah, I've I've you know gotten away with picking against them the last couple of weeks, and sure enough, the Cowboys have dropped two in a row. But in this one, uh, it's kind of coinciding with my other philosophy of not picking any game that Mitch Trubisky is starting. So, <laughs> yeah, for the Bears, I, I just the offense is still such a huge problem. And for Dallas, despite you know all the, the little slides I'll make here and there, they're still you know in terms of point differential, I believe third in the NFC. This is a team that, yes, those are a lot of those games were blowouts over bad teams, but still, I, I the amount of talent they have, where that offense. Stands. Yes, the defense for Dallas is a huge question mark and a big reason that if they get to the playoffs and win their division, I don't think they're going to go much further than the first round. But in this one game... A lot more, almost on the line. It's kind of funny. Both teams are six and six, but I was looking at uh, football uh, uh, outsiders or playoff odd projections on their model, and this, the uh, Cowboys are a little over seventy percent still, despite that record, because of their division. The Bears, on the other hand, still six and six, but only a three percent odd chance of making the playoffs. Just a, a huge <laughs> uphill battle to even get a wild card berth. I think this is the night where any Bears fans that believe they still have a shot, which there probably aren't many, I think most of them are looking forward to the next season and maybe a new quarterback. But if there are any left, I think it's It's going to be put to bed tonight with Dallas getting the win
1: all right yeah we both got the cowboys uh going here on this one and uh dylan i would like to make a joke about my dog making an appearance in this one because uh he is already very loud and ready to give his picks here i don't speak the same language as him uh so i can't tell you who he's picking so if there's anyone out there that wants to interpret it i'm sure he'll be back on the podcast here uh, at some point as we go along Uh, but he's clearly excited but i don't think he's excited for the bengals who are at the browns the browns are eight and a half point favorites in this one uh surprisingly enough dylan i'm looking at our sheet here and neither one of us are making this our lock of the week (laughs) and uh, that tells you what we think about the browns maybe right now uh, more so than the Bengals at this point
0: yeah i don't speak dog but given that one of these teams has a dog as their mascot (laughs) and the other one's literally a cat i think he's probably siding with the browns maybe he's getting mad at us for not picking them to cover here as the lock of the week but I, i do think the browns will cover i just did not feel comfortable enough to pick them given everything we've seen from them like you just said they just went into that game against Pittsburgh with a, a chance to really take a huge step forward in their uh, playoff uh, you know race here it could have been just a game back at Tennessee if they had uh, gotten that sweep over the Steelers in the year instead they dropped the ball and on the flip side yeah my Cincinnati Bengals now looking for two wins in a <laughs> row I don't think it's gonna happen but they definitely looked more than a little uh, more competent than they had been for this entire season uh, Yes, it was the Jets but there are some things going right Joe and still looked motivated out there there's guys getting fired up you know they had the gatorade bath for zach taylor getting his first victory so i think there's something going there but i i don't i just don't think there's enough to pick against them but they eight and a half point spread at vegas as they always do they do a good job with these spreads uh it was just a little too high to make the browns my lock
1: my boy john ross he's back and uh that could be the difference here so uh mm-hmm. you remember how much we were excited about John Ross early in the season and uh he's back you give Andy Dalton oh, yeah. all, all his weapons minus AJ Green and they may make it interesting here uh but yeah we're, we're gonna both take the Browns here. obviously I'm not picking the Bengals but um I, I don't trust uh, the, the Browns to the point right now to where I'm gonna say that they're gonna win this game convincingly uh maybe they do maybe they do win by a couple touchdowns but uh it's a tough one and as a fantasy owner uh, in one of my leagues uh, the non-clutch points league uh, right I don't have a bye uh i am wrestling between uh do you use the browns defense do you not because uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know they haven't been i'm (laughs) I'm using
0: them in my other playoff game as well in a different Uh, league i I am i am taking the leap there
1: (laughs) well i think my opponent is going to use them i'm going to use the steelers which we'll get to uh here in a minute but uh yeah Mm -hmm. so fantasy decisions have to be made so uh it's a big week big week for the playoffs uh all right this next game has a little bit more juice to it than we thought it would the Panthers at the Falcons. The Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, and I would say a lot of that has to do not only with the fact that the uh, the Panthers, of course, lost that game to the Redskins, but they have fired Ron Rivera and uh, will now go into this game in a very interesting spot. And, Dylan, that's exactly why I am picking the Falcons here. I heard someone else talk about this, and the more I think about it, you know, Ron Rivera was a guy, a very well-liked coach, a yeah. very defensive type of guy. Um, I just don't really see the Panthers coming. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's going to be Christian McCaffrey. The Falcons aren't very good, as we know, but I don't know that I see a situation here where the Panthers are going to play well on defense. Uh, I don't know what sort of their mental state's going to be because the, the way you look at it, yes, they were struggling, but... I mean, again, it wasn't as if everyone had just sort of revolted on him. They just aren't very good right now, and they don't have the no. talent from top to bottom you know, to be a playoff team. But I don't know. I, I mean, again, we can say the same situation about the Falcons where they have a head coach who's you know, probably going to get fired, I would think. I mean, I would seem unlikely that they don't make a change at this point at the end of the season. But I'm actually going to lean towards the Falcons here in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, given what they just did a few weeks ago, you're probably the smart one here. I'm not for picking the Panthers. <laughs> I, I do. I think it can go another way too with with Ron Rivera. He's very much liked by the team. And I think that sometimes with these things, you see the teams really want to prove a point about what they can't do. And even if he's not there as their coach, still uh, playing it out for the rest of the season in honor of him. And uh, it, it came down to also the fact that I just don't trust the Falcons. And yes, they almost battled back. If they get three more onside kick recoveries, maybe they'll be in good shape again. But uh, yeah, I, I think fantasy-wise, Devonta Freeman, you got to play him. Mean, I know he's a really frustrating fantasy player, but the Panthers are the worst efficiently, uh, in terms of efficiency, the worst run defense in the nfl so in that in that case yeah i absolutely put, put him in I just think McCaffrey's going to be able to do enough. I think that they're going to play motivated enough. And yes, there will be some issues. I'm sure it's going to be a, a weird transition into this game. I just think the Panthers find a way to gut out a really emotional win. And I just want to give a quick shout out here at the office. Tomer just brought me a white claw. I guess they've got some <laughs> white claws. And I was in the middle of listening to you speak. Oh, and one was delivered to me as I requested before. So yeah, uh, not, not an official sponsor of the podcast yet, but we'll get to work on that.
1: Wow. Look at this. this guy is shilling out <laughs> stuff over here he gets a buy in the fantasy playoffs and he's he's <laughs> shilling out companies
0: um. Hey, wow! Look at this. Might need it to get through the Cowboys Bears game. Well, that's though, so true. <laughs>
1: that again. That game time in about an hour here, and uh, Dylan already preparing uh, adequately. Although perhaps <laughs> the reason that he is preparing uh, with a nice white claw sponsor, please give a sponsorship, <laughs> um, is because he's about to do something that he doesn't want to do, and that is oh, yeah. when we go to the Ravens at the Bills. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites in this one. You can't, come on, you can't pick against your bills, can you? Uh, I think I have to this week and it,
0: Lamar Jackson's a different case than most guys I mean the Ravens as much as we talk about their offense real quick their defense has moved to number four in DVOA this team it's not a lot of teams they're going to be top five in both offensive and defensive DVOA uh, what they've done over the course of the season has been nothing short of remarkable they still have struggled against the run in some of these games and I think yeah Devin Singletary might not be a bad play fantasy wise if I if I didn't have a buy in our league I would be considering putting him in there with some of my other running backs but uh, in terms of the game itself. I just don't think Uh, out of the four units out there Buffalo's offense uh, we saw what they did against uh, Dallas but this is a much different defense they're playing on the flip side the uh, the Bills defense while it's been good they still have struggled against the run and this is going to be a really tough matchup for them I don't know if it's going to be like that Philadelphia game where they ran for 250 yards or whatever on the road and just crushed the Bills that's why I didn't make my lock of the week but I did consider it I I just thought as I mentioned to you before the podcast it'd be too off brand of me to pick a (laughs) lock of the week against the Buffalo Bills Their, their, their playoff chances are still in great shape i just think this will be the the day that we see at least their their uh, uh hopes of getting a buy potentially uh, dashed
1: <laughs> well so you were close to making this a lock of the week i was actually close to making this my upset i almost picked the bills here i mean it's um, possible yeah i i really think that i can see a scenario where the bills win this game where it's an ugly type of game also i need to pull up the weather report because you know that could play yeah. a role here too um, in a game like this you know you have these december 44 games. degrees
0: yeah um yeah not too it looks i don't know if it's it doesn't show sort of snow i mean it might be windy though buffalo does get some crazy conditions yeah. like that
1: well the ravens still have justin tucker so it probably doesn't even matter um <laughs> if it comes down to a field goal he's gonna make whatever so yeah i i had to go with the ravens too again i was i was close here to, to looking and maybe going with the bills but it's just what we've said so many times. When we see what Lamar Jackson's done lately, it's just impossible to pick against them right now. I know a lot of people you know, have, have moved them into saying they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl now mm-hmm. because of how he's playing. Um, and again, it'd be hard to, to argue against that right now because no one has proven that they can stop him. And uh, if he keeps playing like this, uh, they are going to be in really good shape uh, here moving forward. Uh, all right, the Redskins at the Packers. The Packers are 13-point favorites in this one. Um, this is uh, pretty pretty easy to figure out here who we're going to pick. Uh, the Packers are. I mean, I know the Redskins have a little momentum now, but I guess the only possible scenario you see here for the Redskins is. I mean, the Packers have been a team you can run on at times. Uh, Darius guys and Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, a nice little combo there, but uh, there's no way you're picking against the Packers at home here.
0: No, absolutely not. The Redskins, yeah, nice some nice wins here and there. Uh, as as we, you know, maybe still not the team that we thought early in the season, but at least they're playing hard. Uh, still a team that has a lot of work to do, and I think in this game we're going to see them just can be completely overmatched. The Packers are not going to let this opportunity. You know, with Minnesota losing last week, they got a game up, not only in the standings but they also beat Minnesota. I, I, they got to take advantage of these ones against these easy teams. We saw them; they look completely locked in against the Giants. I think it's going to be no different in this game at home. All the elements, everything tying into it, it's just it's just uh, designed for the Redskins for disaster. I, not a lot of teams have been able to go into Green Bay and win. that often and uh, you know any year especially in december so uh yeah gonna pick the packers the spread just a little too high actually looks like on espn it went down to 12 and a half but even then i'm not gonna make this my lock of the week i think <laughs> there's just too many uh things that can go weird there, there's been a lot of games with the redskins if they've done anything well they've covered in half their game so uh not a not a team that's gonna win a lot of games but at least they're keeping up on the scoreboard in terms of not getting completely blown out week to week
1: <laughs> yeah over under here's 41 and a half i may go with the over I think the Packers could score 41 here. Um, So I don't know. I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. I I just feel like it's a situation where – Packers in pretty good shape here, and they should take care of business uh, at home against a team that, you know, they are what they are at this point, and and they're going to have an interesting offseason there for sure uh, in D.C. Uh, Another big spread here, another 13-point favorite, uh, the Lions at the Vikings. And no, the Lions are not the 13-point favorite. That would be the Vikings, uh, who, you know, are are trying to to sort of build some momentum here. And, uh, you know, we know kind of what happened in that game against the Seahawks, but Dalvin Cook's situation, uh, you know, it probably plays a role here a bit. But as we've said many times, I think Alexander Madison could easily step in. I'm not saying he's going to be Dalvin Cook. But uh, in a game like this, giving Alexander Madison 20 carries is not going to be a detriment to the Vikings, I don't think. Um, and, you know, Kirk Cousins could throw it 15 times and throw three touchdowns uh, against the Lions defense right now. So uh, I I know, I mean, it does feel like a game the Vikings should win convincingly. I still didn't really consider it as my lock of the week. I just think is too yeah. high. Uh, But, uh, again, just like with the Packers, you can't pick against the Vikings here at home against a bad team.
0: Yeah, if your starting tight end has a uh, bad matchup and you have Kyle Rudolph, this might be the time to play him. I know he's been a really frustrating guy, but Detroit is pretty awful and that secondary especially has declined over the course of the year. It's been hard to watch given some of the games early in the year when I was getting excited about the Lions. If you go back to earlier podcasts, just forget about, just skip over those parts because it's it's been, things have changed quite a bit since then and yeah, I'm picking the Vikings. There's no question that I believe they're going to win this game as as someone who on the side uh, roots for the Rams. I know this one means a lot to their playoff chances uh, they still have the Vikings a few more games but if the Rams do want to slide in they're going to probably need the Vikings to go two and two over these last four and yeah they play the Packers but there's not a lot of uh, tough games apart from that so maybe this is when the Lions can steal I'm not banking on it I think the Vikings offense is too good they're going to bounce back from a game that they easily could have won in Seattle I thought they played pretty well yep. and overall you know still we've talked about the depth of the NFC maybe uh, outside of the NFC East um, it's still a really deep uh, conference and Minnesota no one's going to want to play this team in the playoffs in the first round if, if they don't come back and win that division there's just too many things going for them it, yeah regardless of Dalvin Cook uh, I know for a lot of fantasy players you're going to want him to be definitely be in there but if his if his role is limited in any way I, I wouldn't blame Minnesota because this is a game you believe with all the guys you have you should be able to get the victory but David Blau is going to try to try to try to have something else to say about that maybe he'll get the the win that he almost grabbed on Thanksgiving
1: yep uh, we'll see but I'm not Feeling good about it for the Lions. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess you know. I I don't know. The Lions, like you said, we were both kind of saying this this team's not bad. That was earlier in the season, of course, where Stafford got hurt, and mm-hmm. you know, On Johnson hasn't played the majority of the season. They've just. I think hey, this is a right. <laughs> this is a team that you know could could probably actually be pretty good next season depending on Mm -hmm. some of the moves they make um but yeah it's just not that the injuries have really just kind of hit them this year and uh they just haven't been able to overcome it with a with a tough schedule i mean because we know playing in that division is not easy and uh, this will be another uh, example of that here in minnesota all right uh, the 49ers at the saints the saints are two and a half point favorites in this one i don't think we need to you know this isn't exactly a spoiler um this is our game of the week and uh you look around at all the other games yes there's probably another one everyone's going to look at and say well mm-hmm. you know we could go with that one and we'll get to that one in a bit uh and by the way it's uh it's not the browns and the Bengals but um this is this is the game you look at because i think this is what tells a lot about these two teams um you know the 49ers we some people myself included have gone back and forth on them at times but you can't deny now what they've done they're tending to uh they're a team that has proven they can win big games like this one against the saints uh and then you've got the saints drew Brees is back uh, they're you know starting to, to regain some rhythm here and some confidence uh we know what's on the line here. I mean, this is a big game for both teams because again, we we talk about, you know, taking that next step forward towards trying to to get home field in the playoffs and all these sorts mm-hmm. of things on the line here. <sighs> we're going we're going a different we're going opposite <laughs> way here. I'm going to go with the Saints because they are at home. I've seen so many times where they have for games like this, they have just found a way Drew Brees has found a way, and this is a tough matchup. There's no other way to put it. I mean, this is not an easy matchup for this passing game, Uh, but I think the Saints will find enough offense against that 49ers defense to pull out a win here, and I think their defense uh, maybe causes a few mistakes, and that could be the difference here.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big thing, exactly what you just kind of said. I'm, I, I'm picking the Niners, as you know, looking at the doc, but just I, I am concerned about how Jimmy Garoppolo is going to react to the environment. There's not a lot of guys. Let alone uh, when the Saints aren't that good, but when the Saints have a defense that's actually a top ten unit, are going to be able to go into that building and play very well. I know the Panthers with Kyle Allen almost won pretty recently, and that's one thing about the Saints uh, that's kind of worried me this season. They're not a team that's blown out a ton of their opponents. I think uh, there's a couple of interesting stats I'll talk about the Seahawks when we get there, but the Saints, out of teams that have started ten and two, have the eighth lowest point differential of any such teams. And on the flip side, you have a forty nine ers team right now that's only uh, you know. Lead Leader in the NFC in terms of point differential by wide margin only uh, a third in the league to the Ravens and Pats uh, they've dominated a lot of opponents and I think just because they've dropped you know two games by a field goal um, on the last like, walk-off field goals by the Ravens and the Seahawks Uh, two two of our two leading MVP candidates most likely Uh in Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson I think this 49ers team is just so good and I just I I just believe that they're going to find a way to get this one done not that I necessarily want that to happen (laughs) as someone (laughs) that I don't think the Rams are going to possibly catch them but as they're one of their biggest rivals but I I think the defense always travels well they played super well against the against the uh, Ravens last week a a much different opponent in terms of how they plan to attack and the style but very much one that I think fits a little bit better to their own skill set as a defense defense i think the pass rush will be a big part that offense line for the saints has been so solid this year but this is going to be a huge test for them i think the 49ers can force some turnovers as well which you don't see that often from this uh saints team i i but i i think either way it's going to be an amazing game i could have flipped a coin on who i was going to pick i just have a gut feeling that the niners are going to find a way to win this one
1: well uh speaking of amazing games I think this this next one is the game I'm most excited for.
0: Should have been put on Sunday night.
1: Well, it should have. And uh, I almost made this my game of the week, and I'm not even joking. Um, Because (laughs) I am going to rely on my man, Devontae Parker, here in one of my fantasy (laughs) leagues. I... He has been a monster, and I am actually going to play him over some real— I mean, I am considering playing Devontae Parker over Cooper Cup this week, and that is what I, we've yeah. gotten to in, in this point in the season. The Dolphins are at the Jets. The Jets are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, and I am will be the first to tell you that is not right because I am taking the Dolphins. I'm going to do what Dylan did weeks ago. I am on the Dolphins bandwagon. It It did. And (laughs) I am on the bandwagon. Count me in. There is not, I mean, I guess aside from maybe the Ravens, there is not a more improved team in the past, I don't know how many weeks, than the Dolphins. (laughs) They have gone from, like we've said many times, to what we thought could be one of the worst teams in NFL history to actually being a very exciting team to watch. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the opposite of the Jets. I think the Jets are <laughs> just a team. I mean, and let's consider this too. The Jets secondary is very banged up right now. Like I there yeah. are like four or five different guys in that secondary that are questionable to play in this game. So you consider that. Uh, the Jets, again, I mean, we we've seen what they are capable of in some of these games. They lost to the Dolphins the last time they played. And we've seen how bad the Jets can be. I mean, look at that Bengals game. Like, this is just, I I can't possibly pick the Jets here. I know they're at home, but five and a half point favorites, there's no chance I am taking the Dolphins to win this game. Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick to Devontae Parker is going to be uh, pure money because if it's not, I am going to be eliminated in the fantasy playoffs (laughs) because I am putting all my stock at Devontae Parker. And uh, I'm going to take this my upset of the week. I'm taking the Dolphins on the road here.
0: I feel like everything I've said in this podcast in the past would lend to me picking the Dolphins again to sweep the Jets and while I would like to see that I just I've, i one of my new philosophies when doing these picks so often I never really tried to think about so many games and the results like this as we do on this podcast in any given season <laughs> my new philosophy is that when I have expectations for a team that's bad as is the pick against them so yep. I'm gonna pick the Jets here <laughs> at home where they have played better that game yes was against Cincinnati but it was only a couple of weeks ago that they just completely crushed a Raider team that was flying high at the time and they have had some decent wins I still think against some of these bad opponents their offense can go off I do I do think Miami will uh, at least cover and they'll give them uh, a winning record where it really matters most and that's against the spread record they're 6-6 six and six right now so trying to go over the top there <laughs> to 7-6 and by at least covering that 5.5 point spread um, but overall yeah game of the week game of the century whatever you want to call it <laughs> I, I think the Jets win it but I would not mind seeing the Dolphins get that season sweep especially given everything going into the year with people talking about the Jets being a playoff contender, and the Dolphins, one of the worst teams of all time.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i all in on this game. Like, I am very confident that the Dolphins... They've won the past four games. I mean, let's, let's think about this. Like, they've won four straight against the Jets here, and... I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. When you compare how the two teams are playing, but like you said, just when you feel good about the team, you expect it to be the worst team in NFL history, you should probably <laughs> slow down a bit and consider uh, that sentence. Because, uh, yes, this could be one where the Dolphins just come out as Patrick throws four interceptions, uh, and they lose by three touchdowns here. But I am going to lean towards that not happening. Over under, 45 and a half, take the over. This is going to be a an offensive showcase uh, from just – two just outstanding offensive teams the offense in the jets so uh, there you go as you get i mean we're really excited about that one that i'll tell you that's uh i'm gonna watch the condensed game i'll tell you that right now yeah well there you go see we're, we're really excited about this game the next game i'll be honest with you i don't know how excited i am about this one the colts at the bucks um i don't have the same enthusiasm the bucks are three point favorites at home and this one, uh, I think the only way to put this is this is a must-win for the Colts. Uh, after what you know happened against the Titans last week, the Colts really need to win this game uh, if they want to you know continue to stay in this playoff race. They're behind the Texans and the Titans in that division now. Um, they've got to win this thing, and uh, I am going to say that they find a way to do that uh, because mm-hmm. I just I just don't trust the Bucks. I, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, it's going to be up to Jacoby Brissetta. Uh, one of the surprising stats whenever I look at these DVOA rankings the last few weeks has been how Tampa Bay consistently is in the top three of, uh, efficiency-wise with their run defense. So it's going to be a tough matchup for Jonathan. Well, to, uh, any of the Colts running backs that are actually going to be get, giving a go on this one. Uh, we'll see what they're able to do. I'm picking the Colts as well, and it's, it's just the same thing with Tampa Bay in terms of my trust for them. I think the Colts defense will bounce back from some of these other performances. They're still a solid unit, and a team that defends the pass quite well, which is not exactly where Tampa Bay is going to flourish. They're not a team that wants to run the ball a ton. They have successfully at moments. I just think in this one, the Colts with so much more on the line, it's funny given they're only a game ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings. They're just given the playoff pictures of each conference. The Colts have a lot going. I, I just I, I just feel like they have too much talent across the board, and I just trust their coach and staff a bit more. Not, not to take anything away from Bruce Arians, but what the Colts have done this season overall, given uh, with Andrew Luck retiring right before the year started, I think it's still been impressive despite them kind of falling off here at the end and i think they'll keep their playoff hopes alive with a victory but it's i think it's going to be kind of a weird game i I can see this one being with two teams that have scored a lot of points this year i could see it being kind of like a 16 to 12 kind of final score uh it's a little bit mucky compared to some of these other ones we've seen but it doesn't look like weather will be an issue which you sometimes are concerned about in tampa bay
1: yeah the bucks playing a weird game no way i think the bucks the chargers (laughs) and the titans probably lead the nfl in weirdest games played Mm -hmm. uh Um, yeah like you said it's i'm looking at the projected forecast here 74 and sunny man florida florida in december a nice place to be um so yeah there you go we're both taking the colts here uh, in that one the broncos at the texans the texans are nine point favorites in this one um i I don't i like to repeat Cortland sutton is just a stud and uh if you are considering not playing him this week uh (laughs) you need to try to figure out how you got to the playoffs because um we you know i just think this is one where i we've said it about the broncos like drew lock looked pretty good last week against the chargers this is a different situation. He's on the road. Um, but I I just think this Broncos team has a lot of potential. No, I'm not picking him to win this game. I'm still gonna pick the Texans, but I you know, <laughs> when you when you talk about finding locks and all that, I never considered this one because I think Cortland Sutton's good enough to where he literally he legitimately mm-hmm. can take over a game. I don't care who you put on him, uh he's that good. And if he you know, if Drew Locke can find him, I think Cortland Sutton is good enough uh, to change a game by himself. Uh, He's gotten to that level at this point. Uh, But, you know, with the Texans kind of coming off that win last week, I could see Mm -hmm. a situation where, you know, you come out a little bit flat after winning a game like that in prime time against the Patriots. Um, But I still think they find a way to win this game.
0: Yeah, I think the start of the game might be a chance for Denver to kind of jump out in front given, yeah, I mean, you beat the Patriots like that on Sunday night. And yeah, you're feeling pretty high and everything's great. And a Denver team that, uh, you know, uh, not hasn't been that fantastic. But as we know, they've stayed with some of these tougher opponents and especially on the road. I mean, they almost beat the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. So the I, I, I don't, yeah, the spread, I didn't really consider it either as a, my lock of the week. Uh, nine points is just a lot for a team that has played pretty well against some of these better opponents. I still think, though, at home, uh, it's just hard to pick against Deshaun Watson, like yep. uh, just overall, but especially at home in this one, I think they're going to keep going. And uh, yeah, even if they're not going to get a buy, I think the Texans still uh, have so much talent. Uh, the defense, I'm, I am concerned about how they're going to match up uh, against teams that aren't the Pats with all their offensive struggles. But overall, for Houston, I think they keep it rolling against a Denver team, which uh, maybe, yeah, another team, like, you kind of talk about the Lions. I feel like Denver could be, a, if they figure out their quarterback situation now, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, if Drew Locke's the future I don't you know at this point it's hard to say I don't want to take anything too much away from him but it's he's not exactly a guy that everyone's expecting to come light it up uh going into his rookie year and then going into next year even so that is the one concern compared to maybe detroit but i do think there's a lot of talent on this team at all these other positions
1: yeah no they uh they're a team like you said really that is that's a good comparison them and the lions like they're two teams you can see sort of on the way up here uh because they you know they do have stars in different positions and uh, it's just building around them is what they're gonna have to do here moving forward but you know hey if, if deshaun watson Catching touchdown passes too, uh, the Broncos have no chance. So uh, there you go. We'll see uh, what happens uh, in that one. Chargers at the Jags. Uh, the Chargers, mm-hmm. <laughs> three-point favorites in this one. This is another game that's exciting for maybe all the wrong reasons. Um, you know, this could be just a complete mess uh, of a game here. Um, uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers, but look, I mean, Gardner Minshew's back in the starting lineup. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I really like. I think that's the best way to put it. This could be a complete mess because I, if there are two teams that you just are not betting on or even knowing what to expect, it's probably the Chargers and the Jags at this point. And they add the Bucks to the mix. Um, you know, obviously some of the real bad teams, but this is just like I don't know. Like, what are we going to get from either one of these teams? I have no idea. Because let's let's say this. Let's say the Chargers lose this game. Like, I just, I don't know what, like, where do they go from here? And I think that's something they've got to figure out. Because certainly, you know, we've talked about the Phillip Rivers situation. Uh, you know, you know he's getting towards the end of his career. You know there's going to be a change made um, at some point. And mm-hmm. you, you just kind of wonder, you know, what's next for the Chargers? And this could be one of those games, if they come out and lose this game, uh, you, you maybe look around and see a franchise that's, that's about to, you know, kind of hit the reboot part of the, of the equation and say, all right, we've got to figure out what we're going to do here. Uh, we got to rebuild some things in a lot of areas.
0: Yeah, depending on where they fall in the draft, it will be interesting to see what they do. In terms of uh, the quarterback position, I mean, like you probably saw the quote today with Tua saying that yeah. yeah if he's projected to go in the top 10 to 15, he'll probably come out. And I mean, the Chargers could slot right in at, yeah. towards the back of that first 10 picks. This game could have a, a unintentionally a pr- pretty big impact on that. I think, yeah, the one thing we know, the, the only thing I can really accurately or feel comfortable in accurately picking from this game is that it's going to be close because all the Chargers do is play close games and yeah. mostly lose them, <laughs> which is why I'm going to pick them to win this one. But no, it's more about just. Jacksonville just being so bad the last few weeks. I mean, man, it's it's been tough to watch a team that at certain points was the Gardner Minshew show was a good time Gardner Minshew mania. And then also that defense had a few decent performances, but since then they've just been so bad. And the Chargers, for everything uh, we make, we joke around, they didn't look awful last week, and I think they uh, they still have a point to prove. They're finally kind of getting healthy at a lot of positions randomly, and it's to, way too little, way too late. But I think they're going to find a way to win this one. Three-point favorite sounds about right, so not going to make this a lock of the week. I don't, you'd be crazy if you made the Chargers your lock of the week <laughs> in pretty much any situation. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah well, like again, the only thing I'm really predicting in this one is it's going to be a close game. What's well,
1: funny, you it's funny you mentioned that about what do the Chargers do at quarterback and you brought up Tua. The first mock draft I just pulled up has the Chargers at 10 and it has them taking Tua. So, um that's very interesting because uh yeah, I don't know. That this draft is going to be fascinating <laughs> because again, we don't and, and again it's it's bad that we're we're having this situation, but it is such a unique situation because you do have a player, you know, that was expected to be you know, the top pick and and now you know he has this injury we don't know exactly how he's going to bounce back from it um so yeah this is a very fascinating draft all drafts are fascinating but this one in particular like you said especially if you're a team like the chargers uh if they were to lose this game and you keep sliding backwards uh in terms of the draft then yeah i don't know but uh we'll both take the chargers here but we've said that before <laughs> and you guys know what happens sometimes uh when you take the chargers so uh yeah, let's go that's a good a great segue into this next game because uh the titans oh at the raiders uh the titans are two and a half point favorites in this one oh boy like i don't know <laughs> man i <laughs> i don't know i i want to pick the titans here i really do because <laughs> i mean look we've seen the raiders the past two weeks they've been awful like they have yeah. just been terrible uh they're a team that in no way can you trust the raiders And we've seen the Titans, you know, pick up a great win in Indianapolis last week. Um, And seemingly, you know, they're they're on track here. This is what they need to be. This is how they need to be playing at this point in the season. But I am going to do what I usually do. It's because I I legitimately think the Titans are going to win this game. So, therefore i'm gonna pick the raiders to win this game <laughs> because that seems to be the way it works sometimes um so this is sort of one of those games where i pick like just take a pick i don't know how but it is i'm gonna stick with that same philosophy i think the titans are gonna win so that's why i'm gonna pick the raiders
0: i mean it's a pretty sound philosophy and it's one that i've followed <laughs> to more success later in the season but in this one i i just you know I'm all, I'm on board somehow. I'm I'm on board all these random kind of trains and these different franchises. I'm on board the the Ryan Tannehill train right now. The dude's yep. been rolling since he came in for Tennessee, and I think against this secondary of Oakland, this could be a chance for some of these guys and that uh, some of these receivers who you're probably not going to start and probably shouldn't start regardless <laughs> in fantasy to actually finally go off. Um, Oakland just been so bad, and I know last week was Kansas City, and they did some decent things early in that game in terms of keeping it close. And you look at the total stats by the end of the game, and it wasn't an overwhelming I just I've lost too much faith in that defense Uh, the Tennessee defends the run quite well Josh Jacobs the whole thing coming out that he's been playing with that shoulder fracture which is just insane I don't know why he'd possibly be playing still at this point given uh, where the Raiders are in the playoff picture they still can get in and this winning this game would go a long way I just don't think it's going to happen Derek Carr has been pretty inconsistent he's had some moments where we're talking about him having numbers like his MVP season then he goes and doesn't really make much of a difference and uh, fails to convert on a lot of big third downs and to some passes so uh yeah it's, it's still never gonna feel confident picking tennessee but i uh, you know i gotta gain some games on you as well this is one that i did switch probably about 15 minutes yeah, before I we started. And I, yeah. yeah as i started thinking more about it i was like man I, I i you know i really like this ryan Tannehill guy i gotta i gotta stick by my dude so mm-hmm. gonna pick tennessee to get the win
1: yeah noted noted josh jacobs fantasy owner over here trying to figure out what to do with him <laughs> uh this week is not ideal so um yeah it's uh, yeah like we said it's um this is one of those games we mentioned weird games this could be a weird game um, because we know what we've seen from these two we know how good they can be but we've also seen them at their worst and uh yeah we've definitely seen the Raiders at their worst in recent weeks Uh, so I can certainly understand uh, why the Titans are favored this one all right the uh game of the week for most people i guess uh if you i don't know if you just think about where we were to start the season uh but if you look at the records obviously the saints and the 49ers seem to be the two you know the biggest game of the week in terms of maybe the implications for that but you could equally make the same case for this Mm -hmm. one the chiefs at the patriots patriots are three point favorites in this one uh we mentioned it on our our previous podcast recapping week 13 it just feels like something's missing with this Patriots offense, and to me, that's not an ideal spot to be in when you're playing a Chiefs offense that has gotten back that something missing. Uh, yes, you know mm-hmm. we can we can we can talk about the running game, which I mean, injury situations and all that. We don't really know what we're going to get from the Chiefs running game, but. I don't know that that's a huge difference in a game like this because you wouldn't expect them to run the ball effectively against the Patriots anyways. They're going to go through Patrick Mahomes and I am going to take the Chiefs here because I, and I know, every time we say that, every time we start to count the <laughs> Patriots out, you know, I pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl before the season started. Uh, every time you pick against the Patriots, this bad, you know, you just you're, it's probably not a great idea. But I do think the Chiefs are a team offensively that can can at least they have a player that can take advantage of the Patriots defense as good as it's been we saw what Lamar Jackson did against them uh you know there's a Patrick Mahomes on the other side and I think he's Mm -hmm. good enough to give them enough offense here because I just don't know what we're going to get out of the Patriots offense because as you said that Chiefs defense has gotten a little bit better and maybe not Mm -hmm. getting the the credit that deserves right now
0: yeah it's a little similar to the houston game is in terms of the dynamic play of the offense both teams rely more on the pass than running the ball and then on the flip side two defenses that aren't that great but i ought to argue that the chiefs have a better unit than houston at this point in time i'm i'm just concerned about the patriots offense i'm gonna regret this i know but i'm picking the chiefs as well um I, i i thought about changing it i was like wow this could be a great way to pick up a game on blake but i actually do think the chiefs are gonna win uh, just given what they've been able to do the last few weeks, I feel like their offense is getting just better each week, and Mahomes is getting stronger, and everything's kind of starting to come together. And they're a really scary team with this defense and what it's been able to do lately. And I'm just, uh, that's the thing. I just don't trust the Patriots to put up huge numbers against a lot of these t- teams right now. And uh, yeah, well, it'll be interesting when they play a, a better Buffalo defense in a couple of weeks, but this is still a pretty big test. Uh, they're going to have to rely on the running game a lot. And I think if New England does win, it's going to be a similar formula that we've seen them win in the pass against the Chiefs where they control the clock and uh, just beat them up up front but even there the Chiefs have improved lately and if that defense has a big week I I just I think they're going to get the win I yeah it's my upset of the week but I know I'd already picked a number of teams that were technically underdogs but I feel like anytime you pick against the Pats it's kind of goes unless you're picking the Dolphins as you did so you got a couple (laughs) big upsets of the week this will be my primary one Uh, but yeah another along with the Ravens Bills and then our game of the week with the Saints and Niners one that I, I just yeah really excited for I feel like we got to cherish every time Mahomes and Brady play because I mean well it might be I say that we, we don't know how many more we'll see obviously Brady just continues to defy logic with uh, staying on the field but yeah that offense right now has been a, it's been a struggle for New England
1: I mean I guess you could say this about the NFC too but when you just think about it like the AFC playoff picture and the quarterbacks I mean, you know, because you have oh, yeah. like sort of a non-traditional, like we have Mahomes, you have Deshaun Watson, you have Lamar Jackson, and then, of course, you've got Tom Brady. And, and again, you can look on the other side and say, well, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got Drew Brees, um, you know, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, you've got all the, you know, mm-hmm. you go up and down the line there with those teams, you know, Russell Wilson. Um, but, I don't, like, there's just something about this this playoff picture in the AFC where you're like, man, these matchups that you're getting with the, and, again, we've seen the Patriots play, you know, they're playing Mahomes. They played Watson. Uh, they played Lamar Jackson. It's just like, man, these are, like you just <laughs> said, such fun, unique matchups. They just you know, you won't get to see forever. And it's a, you know, a situation where Brady is going to eventually retire, even though we, we wonder if he's going to play till he's 50. Um, he's going to retire eventually. And so it's like, yeah, you just, you hope this is one of those where the Patriots offense is clicking to where you just get two offenses that maybe just sort of get in a rhythm here and, and you get a higher scoring game. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And like you said, we both picked against the Patriots. So um, that should probably, <laughs> so the Patriots are winning. Yeah. yeah should probably tell you what's going to happen in this game. Um, all right. Just, Sorry for spoiling that <laughs> <yes>, forever. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Let's just remember we have so many weird formulas here. Uh, you have to keep up with them. Just write them down as we go along. Uh, we'll recap them once we get to the offseason so you prepare for the 2020 season. Uh, the Steelers at the Cardinals. The Steelers, two and a half point favorites in this one. Um, yeah, you know, kind of a game that's. Uh, the Cardinals have been. they just, you know, they're not great. And uh, mm-hmm. we saw what the Rams did against them last week. Uh, and that's why even with the Steelers in a situation where I mean there you talk about teams that are banged up the Steelers are banged up um, they've got injury situations and all that Don't know if Juju's gonna play I was finally bold enough to where I said you know what Juju it's been fun. Uh, but I have to drop you. And I dropped him in fantasy uh, for Alshon Mm. Jeffrey this week. Now, again, remember, I'm playing in an eight-team league uh, where, and, and, you know, two weeks of playoffs. So you have this week and then you have next week. Uh, I'm like, I don't expect him to play this week. And even if he plays next week, am I going to play him against the Bills? No. So I'm like, you drop (laughs) him. And so it's like, pick up Alshon Jeffrey. I feel a little bit better about things. Um, So that's the fantasy perspective. The football, you know, the real – playoff perspective here is that this would be a great win for the Steelers Um, you know it would make them feel a lot better about their playoff chances because they should win a game like this and their defense Mm -hmm. should probably get enough pressure here we've seen the Cardinals give up sacks I think that's probably the difference in this one
0: yeah, I'm picking the Steelers as well. Uh, they're, the, the matchup between the Steelers' defensive front, like you're just saying, against Arizona's offensive line, that's the big one, the one big mismatch that I think is going to be the deciding factor. We saw how much they struggled against the Rams, which is a defense that has been a lot better this season and is fifth in DVOA. This Steelers' defense is third in DVOA, has been just so amazing. and They've carried, a, as you talked about in our last podcast, you you have the, all these you, the guys you thought you had going into the year with Big Ben and Juju and James Conner instead. You have Benny Snell and Devlin Hodges James Washington all making a big impact it's not really that offense though that's the story it's this defense they're the one unit out of these four on both sides of the ball I always like to think about that which which team has a really dominant unit when everything else is kind of in the middle of the pack or below average so I think that's going to be the deciding factor here and yeah the Steelers it's crazy but I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs if they get there but yeah eight and five not not necessarily where we thought they're going to be when they started zero and three earlier this year
1: <laughs> yeah no Mike Tomlin that speaks to what he's done uh, i think a lot of people brought that up he's done a heck of a coaching job uh, with this team and this would be a great spot to be in if they can get that win uh, all right this next one seahawks at the rams this is a sunday night game in prime time uh back-to-back weeks i think now we've had a game that is a complete toss-up vegas has mm-hmm. it is even it's a pick 'em, um and I, you can understand it because and we've said this before but i just went back and actually looked this up while we're while recording here the last three games between these, these two teams has been decided by five <laughs> points or less, and they've all been just crazy games. Like They have just been nuts. Um, you had the 33-31 game, first meeting last season, then 36-31, uh, and then 30-29, to of course the, the game we saw them play this season, so this is going to be a wild game i would i do not expect the seahawks to run away with this one i do not expect the rams to run away with this one it's gonna go down to the final possession let's just go Mm -hmm. ahead and say that like that's the way it's worked the last three times these teams have played and you have very similar makeups for the two teams and yeah everyone knows that dylan you know he is he's been in a bad spot here he's jumped off the rams (laughs) bandwagon he's on all these other bandwagons now Um, But I'm going to make him feel a little bit better and at the same time probably make him feel a little bit worse because he may have to keep up with the playoff picture a little bit longer because I'm actually going to take the Rams here. I know how well the Seahawks have been playing, but I just feel like this is one of those where maybe a week or two ago we were all just completely done with the Rams after that game against the Ravens. I know they beat a a bad Cardinals team,
0: But Mm -hmm. I feel like
1: that did at least give Jared Goff a little bit of confidence against a Seahawks defense that has some flaws. And I'm going to just take a chance, and I'm going to take the Rams here.
0: Yeah, I mean, given that it's an even spread, I don't know how, I think choosing either side technically is a pretty big a chance <laughs> according to Vegas. And yeah, I mean, uh, we, I think back, it was a team. these teams were a lot different than they were back in uh, week four or five, whenever it was when they played. And the Rams probably should have won if they just make a, a, yeah. a, a kick that Greg Zerline makes, you know, probably 85% plus of the time. So uh, as you said, always a close matchup, especially lately. No one's going to probably run away with this one. I don't think it's going to be the same uh, kind of uh just beat down that we saw from the Ravens uh just and uh, that's partially given how much these teams have seen each other how much they know about each other and also the Seahawks defense just has not been good and uh, obviously it's they've got the win but and they had the um coming back didn't give up that that one touchdown that was a pick six so the, the 30 points are a little misleading for how much they gave up to Minnesota but I, I do think the Rams, if if they're going to get back in this playoff race, as you're talking about, they have to win this one. The, the, there's they got to still play a game in San Francisco. they probably have to go at least 3-1, and one, maybe undefeated, to get into the playoffs. There's going to be so much on the line for them. And I, I do think if Todd Gurley continues to play and see the snaps, we, there's a quote about uh, McVeigh saying he just has to not be dumb and just let him <laughs> carry the rock. I do think that adds an element to this team. That does help Jerry Goff a lot. Obviously, that secondary for Arizona is atrocious. They had no pass rush. It's going to be a little bit different here against Seattle, and that, that is why I'm picking Seattle to win. I don't feel amazing about it. Not—not not even just because of my fandom. I just—I do think the Rams actually have a shot in this game um i just i've uh, started the, as i've said to take that <laughs> philosophy of just not picking against russell wilson and uh, at this point i know a lot on the line they keep winning these close games and that's why i mean the point differential Why Seattle's only only uh, three points higher in terms of their point differential over the rams plus 36 at plus 33 and uh, they easily could have lost last time but i think they're going to find a way to get this one done uh probably by a game-winning field goal that's going <laughs> to finally allow me to relax <laughs> and just enjoy everyone else in the nfl apart from the rams
1: telling you man they're about to suck you back in just get ready for it you're you're about to get sucked back in they're gonna win this game and then they're gonna go out and beat the cowboys in dallas jared jones gonna fire yeah. jason garrett um oh, right. it's just it's gonna be chaos the, the next couple weeks as a rams fan for you uh, you're back like you're gonna get back on board here and uh we'll see but yeah like you said it's a toss-up uh, you can see both teams winning we know it's gonna be a good game and uh that's what everybody will be excited about all right this next one uh if you judge by our our description of this game you know it's probably not going to be as good a game as the other primetime one uh on sunday night game we don't really know what to expect from the thursday night with the, the cowboys and the bears but uh this one maybe not as pretty well actually probably be a little bit more pretty than the the cowboys and the bears maybe <laughs> uh, the giants at the eagles the eagles nine and a half point favorites uh monday night football uh, this is my lock of the week i i made you know the packers my lock of the week last week against the giants i just i'm gonna stay on this train uh here because the giants are just a terrible defensive team and um you know eli manning is just i, I mean come on like you have to you feel like you have to go with the eagles here and again if this spread was if it was a 10 i would be like all right well maybe Even then, I still think that the Eagles, and I know this is a team we're talking about that just lost to the Dolphins, but I do think that the Eagles get back on track here because playing against the Giants defense is a really good way to start to find a rhythm on offense, and I think that's what Carson Wentz and company will do here.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to win, and I, I kind of fell back in yours as well, picking them as my lock of the week, mostly because they're just, as we were saying before, so many tough games to really pick a spread on. I mean, picking teams to win in some of these wasn't too difficult, but the spreads are right there. But given what the Giants have done, uh, I mean, this is a team that hasn't won since really early in the season when the Mets were still playing, as I've as I mentioned previously. <laughs> so yeah, I just think the Eagles are going to bounce back in this one in terms of what their defense does. I know they just got lit up by the Dolphins, but overall, this unit, I mean. To giving up only 17 the Seahawks that was no easy feat they're back at home against a team that turns the ball over like crazy you're gonna have Eli out there it's gonna be really weird I just <laughs> I just don't think the Giants have much going for them at all and I think Philadelphia yes they're 5-7 and seven, but feeling pretty pretty decent about their chances of getting the playoffs if they just take care of their own business it's going to start with this one i think they're going to win probably by a couple couple touchdowns if not even more
1: i don't know the giants best weapon here may be uh, the forecast it's calling for light rain and you know you have to run the ball maybe you know say get saquon involved maybe they mm-hmm. have a chance here he gets turnover opportunities but yeah I just there's you can't forget the Eagles and again I know it's the team that just lost the Dolphins but uh, the Eagles probably the better pick here and that is our lock of the week uh, for both of us so uh, there you go there are picks for week 14 of the NFL season um, lots of great action lots of potentially weird games as we've said uh, many times throughout this episode of the podcast uh, that should make for a fun week as uh, the playoff race is really heating up now. And uh, you've got some teams who are going to try to separate themselves uh, this week. And then you have the Dolphins, who are going to try to prove me right uh, by saying that they're just going to keep rolling this thing off here uh, and maybe try to, you know, become a team that's in the middle of the draft instead of the top of the draft. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, all right, Dylan, we got a lot of great stuff going over at Clutch Points. Uh, let everybody know where they can find all of that stuff uh, online
0: yeah you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL tab there for all of our NFL content search fantasy football get all of all of our fantasy articles there we had some stardom sit articles so if you got fantasy matchups you have some tough decisions for a lot of good content there um, it's going to be yeah for us in this league yeah the bye weeks are great but in our other ones we, we got some business to take care of so <laughs> I'll definitely be checking that out luckily I don't have any anyone in tonight's game so got some time to make those decisions and then also yeah follow the games um, on clutch points app and the NFL section you can talk to other fans you have the analysis along with the play-by-play video all that good stuff going on as the game's happening uh we're gonna have the obviously the playoffs coming up too so there'll be some more content in there all of our articles are also in the app um, for our podcast there's the podcast tab on the website but also um you know any of your all the places that you listen to podcasts if there's one that you want us to add our podcast to by all means if there's someone out there trying to listen on some obscure uh, outlet that we, I don't know about let me know and then I can add our uh, feed to that but appreciate all the listeners we will try to keep uh this stuff going then yeah we'll have only a few more weeks of these kind of standard yep. uh, formatted podcasts and we'll get to shake it up a bit it's going to be a lot of fun though with the playoffs i'm excited
1: yeah well we have a lot of fun with the playoffs and then of course the draft uh, as we know the nfl it never stops it's year around um and uh it'll be a lot of fun uh, here as we go throughout the end of the regular season into the playoffs into the, the draft and then into the offseason uh so yeah be sure you check all that out subscribe to the podcast and uh thanks Always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.
0: For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our Keep Stock Inventory Management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place. At exactly the right time. Visit grangercom Keefstock to learn more. Granger, for the ones who get it done.